Is Elon Musk the new Donald Trump? No, Ralph, it's a serious question. Just consider the parallels. When Trump was president of the United States and when he was standing for election, even before he actually got to the White House, remember the things people said about him? That he was arrogant, that he was a megalomaniac, that he was a joker, that he was vain, that he made excessive claims, that his behavior was capricious. He would say one thing one day, say the opposite the other day, that he would issue demands through Twitter, that those demands may later be ignored. Remember all of that? But don't deny this, because I know it's true of me. Even when we were saying all these terrible things about Trump, we were watching him. Because the truth is, he is always horrifically watchable. TV channels saw their ratings shoot up. It was actually boom time for the news channel business. Newspapers did very well out of Trump. If you looked at clicks on internet sites, every time people mentioned Trump, the number of clicks went up. Trump was in a way God's gift to the media. All of them, all of us actually criticized him, yet all of us were fascinated by him. I have a sense that pretty much the same thing is happening with Elon Musk. Now, we'd all heard vaguely of Musk before he bought Twitter. We knew that he was youngish. We knew that he wasn't bad looking, though perhaps not as good looking as he clearly thinks he is. We knew that he was a vaguely glamorous figure who owned Tesla, an electric car company, which was a cool thing to do. We knew that he had rockets. We knew that he had a very successful satellite program. Yet we didn't know what he was really like. When he appeared in the news, it was quite dodgy. We heard about him doing the Thai cave rescue. That's when Musk offered to send a submarine. They decided they didn't want the submarine. Musk was offended, referred to one of the rescuers as a pedo guy, which seems to have been a little unfair, though the guy tried unsuccessfully to sue Musk. We only really found out what Musk was like, apart from little odd incidents, when he bought Twitter. And even that was a sort of will he, won't he, I will, I won't kind of element to it because he made an offer, then he said he didn't want it. Then they said, look, you have to buy it. You signed an agreement that commits you to buying it. So he bought it. And when he bought it, even then people didn't know what he would do, though everyone said he'd overpaid. A fact that Musk himself now concedes, he's been known to say that he may have paid twice as much as Twitter was worth. In any case, when he arrived at Twitter's offices, he was carrying a sink. Yeah, you know, a sink, a wash basin. This was apparently a metaphor of some description, but it's not clear what. Was he going to say, here I am, Twitter's going to sink because I'm carrying a sink, or was it everything now goes down the plug hole because I'm here? It may look like that, but I doubt if that was Musk's intention. When he joined Twitter, pretty much the first thing he did was fire its senior executives, many of whom were escorted off the building. And then he went on a huge firing spree. According to the New York Times, he's fired over half the staff of Twitter. Many more have left because they feel they can't work with Musk. Musk has no regrets. He likes the idea of firing these guys. Shades of Trump, The Apprentice, and you're fired. Many parallels there. Since then, he's made a series of decisions which he's had to walk backwards, which sometimes seem unhinged or unbalanced. Accepting that Twitter was now in deep financial trouble, he talked about declaring bankruptcy. Then he looked for ways to raise 
funds. He stopped paying rent on Twitter's offices. He, of course, saved on salaries because he'd sacked people. He told the staff of Twitter that they had to go hardcore, that they had to work crazy hours because otherwise Twitter was sunk. And then there were the so-called revenue measures. He decided he wanted Twitter to be a free place. He didn't want restrictions on free speech. So he sacked most of the people who did content moderation. He invited Donald Trump, who'd been banned because of his role in encouraging the January 6th insurrection in America. He invited him back onto Twitter, withdrew the ban. This should have been a big decision. It was slightly less impressive because Trump ignored the invitation and still isn't back on Twitter. So that's one way in which Musk and Trump are different. But he he also did things that struck people as being silly. For instance, Twitter has a blue tick system. If you're on Twitter, you'll know what that is. If you're not, let me explain it to you. If you were to look for somebody, say Indira Gandhi, you'd find her on Twitter. If you were to look for Narendra Modi, you'll find him on Twitter. If you were to look for Biden on Twitter, you'll find them. But the point is only a certain number of these accounts are genuine. The Indira Gandhi account, for instance, can't be genuine, right? She's not alive. But people can go onto Twitter and start accounts on whatever name they want. So how do you know which one is the right account? How do you know you're dealing with the right Biden, for want of a better example, or the right George Clooney? Well, Twitter verifies accounts from famous people. It gives them a blue tick. So when you see a tweet from them, you know it's really from them. Musk came on, saw the blue text and said, hey, this is a way of making money. So he said, anybody who wants to get a blue tick, fine, come along, we'll give you a blue tick. So he began selling the verification. He began selling the blue ticks. What happened? All kinds of people, impersonators, frauds, phonies, humbugs, bought the blue text. So you had at one stage a verified account by Twitter of Jesus Christ. You also had many corporations having imposters get blue ticks with their name. Then in the name of that corporation, they would send rude messages to people who would naturally be upset, angry, and blame the corporate, saying it must be a genuine tweet because it's come with a blue tick. This was such a fiasco that Musk said, okay, okay, I'll abandon this. Then this whole business of no content moderation and I want complete free speech ran into difficulty when he banned the accounts of journalists who'd been attacking him. He banned websites that tracked private planes, apparently because one of them in particular was tracking his own private plane. So there was another reversal. He went on and on like this every day, issuing pronouncements on a very Trump-like banner on Twitter and making decisions that seemed bizarre, but yet were reversed the next day immediately because in fact, they were bizarre. Through all this, he became a much bigger celebrity he's ever been. He is like Trump, horrifically watchable. Every day, people want to see the newest episode of the Elon Musk show. They want to know what's he going to do today. Well, I, I don't know what he's going to do. He's certainly much less popular on Twitter than he thought he would be. There is a hardcore of people who admire him. And because he's brought Trump back and because he said things about liberals and lefties, the constituency that loved Trump around the world, that kind of person that hates liberals, thinks he's a great guy and always support him. But that constituency is perhaps not as large as he thought. Because what, a couple of weeks ago, Musk went on Twitter and said, do you think I should step down as CEO? I mean, it's a self-evident question. It's like saying, is the world around? Anyhow, he somehow imagined that people say, no, no, Elon, stay on, we love you. 
Truist horror, a majority of people on Twitter, at least the ones who responded to his poll, said, yeah, you should step down. So he's, this is Musk, who's a tweet a minute, kept very quiet. Various people from the right wing tweeted to say, you know, this is a liberal cabal, don't pay any attention. He seemed to be interested in what they said. But unlike Trump, he decided he would abide by the results of that election. So a couple of days ago, he said he was stepping down. But he also said he would stay involved with code, with the technological side of Twitter, made it clear that he would still be in overall control. And there was no talk of appointing a successor. He said that the only people who can fix Twitter are people like myself and people who want to take on Twitter given the state it's in are really crazy people and I'll have to find somebody who's stupid enough to take the job. Not exactly a great recruiting ploy if he was really keen to find somebody. But to his credit, unlike Trump, he has abided by the results of an election. There are no frenzied crowds running down the street shouting stop the steal or saying that the poll was rigged. Everybody leaves Musk in particular in a slightly awkward position because while he's been doing these dramas at Twitter, Twitter has not actually gained. Trump gained perhaps by saying that he, things had been rigged, etc., because people still believe him. But Musk, I think, has just fought with everyone. He's fought with advertisers. He got into a huge battle with Apple, which was settled, I think, eventually in Apple's favor, though they haven't revealed quite what happened. He's packed Twitter with ads, which regular Twitter users are unhappy about. And yet it's not clear to me that he's turned it around financially. He tweeted about what a terrible financial situation Twitter was in. So what's he gained? Not clear. Well, he's become famous in that horrific sort of way. What's he lost? Well, he's lost money because while he was doing all this at Twitter, the value of Tesla, which is his mother company, has fallen sharply. The shares have just tanked since he came on to Twitter. And some people believe that the reason he did the poll and now has to go back to Tesla is because investors at Tesla, board members at Tesla, people who have share, shares in Tesla are saying to him, stop all this crazy nonsense. You're eroding the value of our wealth, of the company, in fact. So he will go back. He has no choice. He has to focus again on Tesla. Couple of big questions remain. One, is he good for Twitter? Well, was Trump good for America? I don't think so. While Trump talked about everything in particular, he never did the things that needed to be done. While this guy has talked again and again about Twitter, he's never done the things that need to be done. It's still a platform that spreads hatred, unfortunately. The follower accounts are very dodgy. Nobody knows quite how they're done. There are things like shadow banning for a long time. Twitter had denied that it existed, but Elon Musk seems to accept that it does exist. He's not done anything about it. So none of those real problems with Twitter have been fixed. Instead, new battles have been fought, new enemies have been created. It's not unlike what Trump did in the White House. Never forget that one reason why Ukraine was so unprepared for the invasion was because Trump had a battle with Zelensky and denied them the arms they wanted. It's a similar situation, I think, with Twitter. He's making a lot of lies, he's doing a lot of things, but Musk is not doing the things that needed to be done. Does it matter? Well, if like me, you use Twitter and you care about Twitter, I guess it does. To the average person, it doesn't. It's just a reality show with a twist. It's fun, it's watchable. And if Musk 
wants to do it and if he can afford it, well, why not? There is one more perspective and that's a perspective of veteran musk watchers. They say don't be fooled by all the drama. He's actually quite a shrewd businessman. In the early days of Tesla, he did the same stunts. He fought with people, he fought with regulators, he called people names, he sacked people, he insisted that his staff had to go hardcore, work crazy hours, sleep on mattresses on the floor. And at the end of that, he pulled it off. So there may well be a method behind the madness. It's not unusual to see people who appear to be crazy but are actually quite smart. Just take the example of Trump. You would think that they would have run him out of office and clapped him in irons or done something terrible to him. In fact, he may well get the Republican nomination again and who knows, he could even be president again. Anything is possible these days. So just because somebody seems crazy, just because they're horrifically watchable, doesn't mean they're real crazy. Is Musk really crazy? I doubt it. Will all these stunts work? They may. We'll have to wait and see.